Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 566. We're so close to 569. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that would look like. Well, let me show this sketch about the diagram I've put together right, for at least no, how okay. my large body and your normal man-sized body could work together. Yes, using string theory, I see yeah. that you've uh, there's a fifth dimension to uh-huh. this. Okay, yeah. right. So yeah. you were actually going down on a girl in an alternate universe. Yes. That's 569. Exactly. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad we, <laughs> glad we locked that down. Mm. Uh, the Oddball Comedy Fest is going on right now. This weekend, uh, will be in Seattle and Salt Lake City and Mountain View, California at the Shoreline. Uh, go to oddballfest.com. Louis C.K., Sarah Silverman, I think Whitney Cummings is on some of these. Marin, me, Hannibal Burress. Um, it's a bunch of no names. I know, seriously. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Um, do you this, guys ever sing like a group song at the end? We Does should that joke that ever get old. Like you guys really should. Just uh, one one headphone on each of your ears. Just do sing it. they know it's Christmas time? <laughs> just, I don't know. That's uh, the be first good. group be one good. I could think of. This is a hostful episode. A what? These mother. How dare you? <laughs> how, My favorite kinds. How dare you? Uh, these motherfuckers are going to start popping up more often, guys. Ooh, I've, I've we put, finally found them. I've started putting in the calendar some more regular. Now that we're all back, and uh, I just like the idea that you guys like scatter to the wind, and Jonas just like ride a motorcycle through the desert. Mm-hmm. Matt is doing whatever like someone from the East Coast who's unhappy does in their free time. <laughs> I imagine it's around some sort of a lake or a bay, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, and and then we all come back together yeah. occasionally to uh, reunite. Getting the band back together. Reunite the circle, which is actually a triangle. But, I, you know, I would say it's a circle because of you guys. Yeah. You know? So it's all... Good powwow positioning set up. Yeah. So, uh, so I, was very, I was very, very, very excited. This was a particularly interesting one because I got... Um, I was shadowed by the Wall Street Journal for a day. Because they just were like, we want to follow you and see what a, di- a day it is like for you. Because uh, I do stuff. I do a lot of stuff. Can I ask a really dumb question? Do you roll over and they're already there? Like, you wake up to hit the alarm the first photo goes? Because in my mind, when he was following you, that's all I could think about. You're right. That is a dumb question. <laughs> uh, I acknowledged it. <sighs> no, it ended up being, a, it ended up being. I mean, not an atypical day. But the day started at 7.45 and ended... I did a set at Meltdown that night, and it was a two-show Wednesday, and we did a podcast, and so it was like a it's it like a seven forty-five until like eleven o'clock at night, kind the of a full day. Flavor Hardway, really fun though. It was really it was really fun. Uh, I hope it turns out okay. I'm very nervously excited about it, <laughs> but they were they were here for this, and uh, it was <laughs> it was fun. And Matt was in. I'd like to say Matt was in rare form, but he wasn't. No, nope. uh, pretty, ca- pretty average form for Matt there. <laughs> it was great though. <laughs> So here's the Nerds Podcast number 566. Some hostful goodness for your week. Now entering Nerdist.com. It's been a while since we've done one of these. I uh, I was not on a podcast for all of August. I'm sorry. It's crazy. So I know, but you've been busy. I'm back, guys. 
I'm just I'm here. I got, to, I got to hang out with this guy and his awesome girlfriend in New York when Dory. I was there for a couple of days. Dory, you to say that, Dory? Yeah, I think so. I think the cat's out of the bag. Dory's rad. She's the best. Yeah, she's really cool. Yeah, she's... we got to I got to hang out with her at our show in uh, San Diego. Yeah. And I'm a big fan. Yeah. So how are you great. planning to not fuck that up? I'm just curious. I don't know. Is that aggressive? Well, you know, point? I think you just sort of uh, take it day by day. All right. Uh, that's your first mistake. Oh, okay. I think <laughs> you clearly you're not thinking future? about the long haul with this girlfriend. Well, I am thinking, <laughs> just thinking about, about it day by day. <laughs> what Wait. Oh, God, uh, come on. Internet. Right now. Fucking poking <laughs> come holes. Come on. I'm doing great, I think. We're having a good time. Good. We're very happy. Hey, we're taking things slow. We're just having a good time. It's real relaxed. No, it's real I'm not saying we're taking things slow. I'm just saying like it feels right. That's good. Yeah. Now, uh, so you have a you have a wife and a mustache. I have a mustache right now. Yeah. What's going on? I uh, I shot on a show called Big Time in Hollywood, Florida, uh, and I played a marina cop. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, and so they uh, they said I should have a mustache, and then uh, I said I can't wait. After we were wrapped, I was like, can't wait to get this off my face because I've had mustaches before, but this is the most square mustache. This yeah. is the most pita stash I've ever had. It just it just it just basically is just hugging the t- your top lip. It is. It's not because you know usually I get, I bring it down on the sides, maybe get a little soul patch, maybe a little you know Zappa style. No, this is straight up just. Dad, try not to look like a child. Mustache. <laughs> it's like it's uh, it's like Ethan Hawke's mustache in Boyhood when they yeah, when they have to represent like yeah, yeah, he's, he's way past the cool period. He's so square now, exactly. <laughs> That's a minivan yeah. stash. Yeah, so it's like, and I was like, can't wait to get this on my face. And they're like, oh, you got to wait. We might have to do reshoots, so we'll let you know. So it's been a couple days, and I'm just walking around <laughs> my real life looking like this. What if it's just this long con, and they're not telling you? I, I don't know. I'm very scared. It was like uh, the, the scene I did was with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., and it was uh, Academy it, Award winning. Actor, yes, exactly. And it was the most like, uh, he, the, that was the first thing. He's, he's, he's like, weird stash, man. <laughs> I was like, thanks. And then I then you should have said, me. explain boat trip to me. Yeah, exactly. No, explain Shadow Boxer. You know Shadow Boxer? Oh. It's a Lee Daniels movie that he was in with Helen Mirren where they play uh, uh, partners that are uh, assassins, but they also are lovers. And they, he, she, But she also killed uh, Cuba's dad when he was a kid, so she also raised him. And, and she grew also, up in Cuba, too. Yeah, exactly. No. But then, uh, then as she, uh, spoiler alert, as she dies of uh, cancer, he has sex with her one last time. He doesn't die of cancer. She, he, she dies of the gunshot wound to the head but while they're fucking. But she was dying fucking. of cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, he shoots her while they're having sex? Yeah, while she's orgasming. Yeah. He shoots her in the head. Oh. It's beautiful. And then he buries her. Oh. Naked. He buries yeah. her while he's naked. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's well, he's naked. naked. Everybody's he's naked. naked. Yeah. These are all real things you're saying. This These is are real Lee things. Daniels' movie after Precious. Right. Uh, and uh, is it at before no, Precious? Before Precious. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's a Lee Daniels. The guy who did The Butler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so yeah, then it's uh, it's his movie. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. All right, I'll, I guess I'll watch it. You don't have oh, to watch don't. it. Oh, don't. We only watched it because we interrupted it. Yeah. Oh, for a Doug Ben. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You did that as a Benson <laughs> Yeah, of course. It was, it was exhausting after a while. Like, uh, were you there for Waterworld? No, you I didn't Waterworld, do Waterworld. And you, you, uh, I did Cloud making... Atlas, though. Oh, yeah. But, like, Waterworld, there's, like, long periods of time where nothing happens. It's just water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, have, you run out of jokes about water. But like, Jonah you know... never runs out of fart noises. Oh, God. That's, that's my... <laughs> That's my ace in the a hole. Say <laughs> <laughs> this though about uh, uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. Uh, he hugged me, and it felt like a statue had come alive and hugged me. It hurt so bad. Oh, was, is he super? He's ripped? just solid rock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he went and hugged the guy that I was in the scene with next to me, and then uh, killed him. Like accidentally hit my face and slapped my glasses off and didn't notice. And, oh. then, and then just kind of went like, this is going to be great, and then walked away. Well, that's probably because when Cuba went out to space, and then that, uh, that radiation hit him, and then he came back. I never saw rock. snow dogs. I never saw snow dogs. snow dogs. <laughs> that's what snow dogs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's see. What else happened? Oh, this was great. I was in New York. Uh, well, I've been, I've been doing the oddball shows. Yeah. And we did one in Tampa, and my brother Eddie lives down there. He lives in Bradenton. And uh, so I said, uh, hey, you know, I got to go to New York after this couple of oddball shows as I'm doing the Fallon show and then I'm doing a Doctor Who thing. Do you want to come to New York with me and then come back to L.A. and come to the Creative Arts Emmys? Which was a very big deal because uh, Eddie and I, we didn't grow up together. We, are, we have the same dad but different yeah. moms. And he's a, he's a couple years older. But he... Uh, you know, so Chris, we, the term is brother from another mother. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. 
And so, uh, yeah, so our, our dad threw it in his mom, and then a couple years later, mine. And so. Uh, <laughs> This is so romantic. I love how you've warmed up to the phrase throwing it in. Yeah. <laughs> you used to always be like, that is gross, Matt. So, so my dad had unprotected sex with two moms. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's fucked a couple moms. Yeah. That's pretty One dope. of them was Eddie's mom. One of them was my mom. <laughs> he got all up with my mom. And, uh, and then so, but we didn't grow up together and we, didn't, we weren't really ever close. And then, and then when our dad died last year, we actually got close. And so this was an opportunity for us to, like, we've never really spent this much time together. Gave you an opportunity to bro down. We did bro down. Uh, and it was phenomenal. Like, That's he's great. such a wonderful guy. I love him so much. And I'm so glad, um, you know, that my dad was generous enough to die so that my brother and I could become friends. That's great. Now, cut really the sappy him. shit. Tell me about the Emmys and how you got on stage. And <laughs> all, all right. That shit. Now let's talk about me. Yeah. No. Uh, well, we lost the Creative Arts Emmy to The Tonight Show, yes. which was fine. Because I used to think it was sh- dumb when people go, it's an honor to be nominated. But it really was. Like, I don't, I didn't have any expectations. It's pretty cool. It was super cool. Um, and then, uh, and then the Emmys, Emmys, I was, I, I, well, I had had a call with them a couple weeks before. We'd sort of pitch them ideas like, well, maybe we could do some at midnight games with social media live during the show, like in and out of commercial break. And they said, great. Um, and then a couple of days later, they called back and they were like, okay, the show is six minutes long and we got to chop it down. And it has to be, it has to finish at eight o'clock because the show rebroadcasts again at 8 p.m. Yeah. So they cannot be late. And so they were like, well, do you just want to present? And I was like, um, yeah. Yeah. I'd actually rather that. I would like to do that. <laughs> So then we were going to do an at midnight game for the presentation, but then it just, you only have 30 seconds. Yeah. And so then I just basically. Yeah. Webster's Dictionary defines games as. (laughs) Okay, these are the nominees. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so I did, and it was was a very surreal. It was, it was, it was surreal. The whole thing was just this like sandstorm of surreal. Yeah. And, but, 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 but amazing. Um, And I was terrified. Um, How and, big is that prompter? Uh, it's well, I wrote the bit, so I didn't use it. Oh, okay, but the, I had it on the prompter in the back. But it's like a giant screen that's like most of the way in the back of the theater. Oh, okay, but um, I uh, I was really I was terrified, and so I actually I called Colbert the night before, and I was like, hey. You know, since you've done the White House Correspondence yeah. Center, that's is way scarier. What is this room like, and is it scary? And he was like, "It's a TV sh- Like, don't even worry about the audience there. Just play to the, you know, just like." And he did not. I couldn't even look at them. I was, oh, really? I was terrified. If you watch it, I'm, I look over them, and then I look at the bulb on the microphone. I, I mean, I, like right before I went out, I was like, okay. This is going to be whatever it's going to be, and I'm just going to have fun because this is one of the most special moments of my you know having watched the emmys when i was a kid and be like yeah that'd be fun someday this is a good like proud mom moment it was it was and so uh it was it was it was really uh you know whatever i know it's just an award show and they're just people but there's something about it that's it it was and it it was really you know sincerely special for me and i was i didn't want to fuck it up and so and it turned out to be really 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 fun but just having had a career for so long where i always felt like I was uh, always on the outside, yeah, you know? and not not that that should be, not that that should be a reason why you do anything, but you still, you know, it still feels nice to be included in things. Cool oh, kids table. I only do things to be included. In. That's true. <laughs> he makes things just I, to include himself just, in it. Yeah, I actually just I actually felt included for, and it just felt nice. It was just nice because when you're backstage in the green room, it's all people that you want to fu- shit your pants over seeing, but they're all in the same position as you, so their defenses are down, and they just they're just like. You know, I talked to Lena Headey for like 15 minutes nice. just about how nervous we both were, and she was so sweet. That's but if great. I just gone up to her at a party and been like, "You're nice," you know, <laughs> she probably would have. I probably would have punched me in the throat. So oh, that's anybody. what she'd do. Yeah. yeah, she'd just throw a punch. Well, maybe. But anyway, that's great, it was. It totally freaked me out the whole thing, and it was super fun. And and I could not be more thankful and appreciative that it happened. And I it was. Uh, we had really good seats. <laughs> you almost sounded completely modest. Uh, <laughs> no, we did. It was so there. Fucking... Uh, this was, was a beautiful moment. I can't believe I got to do it. And the seats we got were fucking down. <laughs> they were pretty down. Somebody was. Um, <laughs> I didn't even get to see you at that uh, Comedy Central party. 
Oh, before. the one for the yeah, the one for during the creative arts. Yeah, yeah. I got in trouble a couple times that night. How? I uh, well, it was a TV party essentially. It was a creative arts yeah. Emmy party, and it was for Comedy Central, which are TV entities. And so it was a and it was a party for that. And so I played. Uh, I was DJing that night, and I played TV Party by the band Black Flag. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then a lady from Viacom uh, got mad at my friend Chris for letting me play it. Why? Uh, because it was it's a punk song, you know. It's a dancey punk song. Yeah, but it's a Comedy Central party. Yeah, exactly. It's just you know, it's silly. And then so later in the night, um, you know, some guys, uh, sh- you know, showed up and was kind of wrapping up in the main room. And then uh, I like, you know, like uh, like my friend Chris is like, you should just play it again because like, you know, who cares? Right. And so I played it again. And during that time, uh, uh, our friend Joss Whedon comes up and says, uh, "Hey, this music sucks. Can you play something we can dance to?" <laughs> and then I said, "Oh, I'm sorry. I only play good music. You can't dance to good music." Nice. <laughs> and and then I don't think he got the irony of the joke I had just said. Uh, and then uh, he kind of was like, he's like, "Who says that? Who, who? What's wrong with you?" And I was like, "Oh no, I was just kidding. It's a joke." And he's like, "Oh, now you're trying to back out?" And then he walked away. And then I uh, and he tweeted about it. And then he tweeted about it. Saying he pretty much called me out for being sexist. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I, was, I, I was, saw that tweet. I was really, uh, I was, I felt real bad. I felt real bad because I'm not going to get, you know, the part of uh, Mr. Fantastic in the uh, Avengers. Well, <laughs> right. I tested for it, Why Kyle. Does that you surprise you? Even say that. That's. <laughs> Worse than the time you said that thing to Joss Whedon at the Comedy Central party. <laughs> so it was a great night. It was. A, night. It was a fun. That was. That was a really fun party, and yeah. it was great to. My, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about the Creative Arts Emmys and the Emmys themselves was 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 looking around and seeing all of our friends. Yeah, you know, like see, like seeing uh, Kumail and TJ and Middleditch for Silicon Valley, and seeing Billy Eichner fucking crush. With his uh, the Billy on the Street bit at the top of the Emmys, that's and awesome. It's so fun to, it's so fun when you watch the rest of the world start to see what you already knew about people. Yeah, it's like yeah, of course Silicon Valley is amazing because it's the funniest fucking people we know. Yeah, and of course Billy's funny, and of course you know it's it's just it's nice to and Fred and Carrie like just to see the integration of. All of that. Yeah, it's nuts. I, I never would have thought in my life when I was a kid listening to Slater Kinney that I would see one of those girls um, at the Emmys. <laughs> that was Being oh hilarious. my God, this guy's making me move my foot so he can take his 9,000th picture of you. <laughs> What's the problem? What do you, I what, what, don't what understand. This is a wonderful podcast that is all audio. <laughs> and then Snappy McSnaps a lot over here from the Wall Street Snappers. Wall Street anyway. Snappers is I'm just my glad favorite that... street hockey team. <laughs> the Wall Street Snappers. There's a yes, Wall I'm... Street. It's just a gang of Italian guys that work yeah. on Wall Street. Hey, oh, what's the matter, you? Hey. Oh, what's the matter, you? We are the one percent. <laughs> <laughs> By News Corp. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I'm the Wall Street Journal's following around today just to see what I do in a day. Is it because you're so money? <laughs> couldn't even get it out. Couldn't even get it out all the way. Couldn't even couldn't even get it past the mustache. <laughs> the mu- just got trapped like like krill in Baleen. Just joke krill. Just <laughs> trapped. It was great. <laughs> you wanna take that again? <laughs> take two. Is it because you're so money? Yo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know what to do. I used to be comfortable doing this podcast. Now I can't <laughs> put my fucking feet up. Jesus Christ. I'm just glad someone else is seeing the real Matt. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to go over here. Let's do this. <laughs> you can ignore him. This is weird. <laughs> it wasn't. Do you want to switch seats? No. Then you can put sure your feet up next to Chris's. No, I can't again. complain if I'm sitting over there. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice to have your feet up. I know it's pretty comfortable, right, Chris? It's really comfortable over there. I bet it's really comfortable. You You know, put your feet back up. I don't think I can. All right, Snapsies over here. You want to put them on my my chair? No, it's just rude. It's not. Nah, desk is okay. But this rant isn't rude (laughs) at all. Okay, desk is okay. (laughs) Calling a calling a professional photographer Snapsie is rude. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't talk. He's just motioning to me to move my arm. No, he's a cameraman. He only speaks in Morse code. Long, short, short, long, 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 long
Pete? Yeah. Pete, are you with the you with the Getty or what do you do there? I'm freelance. You free you do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever. So I if want. I want to use one of your pictures, I gotta pay you. That's right. I like that. <laughs> you know, Snapsy's turning around over here. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> Works for himself. I like that a lot. <laughs> Real American over here. <laughs> starter. He's his own boss. A go getter. Go getter. Pete, do you have a website where people can find your photographs? I'm just gonna make him part of the podcast. Yeah, now. sure. Yeah, it's uh, peterbowler.com. Spell it. Uh, that's Peter, P-E-T-E-R-B-O-H-L-E-R. See, no one would have gotten that H. Good job. Buddy. Yeah, I think it's a boulder. Everyone, catch that website. Enjoy it. I'm sure there are no feet in the shots. <laughs> <laughs> but how much to... <laughs> I love feet. He's great. All the comments and all the pictures. Too many feet! <laughs> <laughs> feet! All caps. <laughs> Exclamation points. You should probably register Snapsy now, too. Snapsy. It's your new name. <laughs> It's not. It's your brand. It's all about branding, Pete. Get a brand. This guy brands. Look at him. Better call Saul. He's got a shirt on from that other network he works for. That's true. I do. I don't know if this was a sanctioned T-shirt. Oh, oh really? No. I mean, of course it is. <laughs> no one will ever see it. <laughs> Quick, take more. <laughs> what did you guys do while you were in New York? Uh, uh, had fun. We had a lot of fun. Uh, Dory worked because that's what she does. So she worked. Uh, she went over to BuzzFeed, did some BuzzFeeding. Dory's the executive editor of BuzzFeed on yep. the West Coast. She generally, oh no, all of. She just happens to. She's work the executive the editor West. of BuzzFeed. And she lives on the West Coast, yeah. so she gets to go out to New York to talk to people who are actually writing. You know, instead yeah. of being out here in L.A. in this office of kids watching her boyfriend meeting. build a sarcophagus of guitars. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. <laughs> We're all gonna be smothered by them one day. Is that the name of your next album? <laughs> sarcophagus of guitars. <laughs> I did buy one out there in New York at Sam Ash. I know. It was great. It was really a fantastic. I got a 1983 Fender Stratocaster. What was oh. particular about that guitar that you wanted? Uh, it was left-handed and from 1983, like myself. Think about it. How I want you to have quick reasons like that for every guitar you buy. I can give you a reason for every guitar All I right, buy. What was the one you bought before that? Uh... Oh, uh, the good folks at Chicago Music Exchange uh, helped me out and got me a uh, Gibson SJ100, mm-hmm. which is a big jumbo acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. which I wanted because the Beatles used that a lot in the later recordings. Mm-hmm. They used an SJ200, but, you know. Oh, then why'd you buy the other one? Because they don't, you don't really find those in left-handed too much. It's just the same thing with less ornate. There's not as much uh, Mother of Pearl. Mm. Yeah. It's great, guys. And what about the guitar before that? Oh boy, what even was that? I don't even. <laughs> you was can't even telly? get too deep. <laughs> oh, hang on. It was uh, it was an Epiphone, uh, the Epiphone ca- Casino. Epiphone Casino. You just made that up. No, it was an Epiphone Casino. Because you like the movie Casino? No, because Epiphone made a limited run of left-handed casinos, <laughs> okay. and I said, oh, I should probably grab one of those while while. I your can. favorite dish is Clams Casino, so you're like, I should have a guitar. Of the no, same it's name. not my favorite dish. That's Blaine Capatch's favorite reference. Uh, Clams Casino. Yeah, I know. It goes Arby's, Clams <laughs> Casino. Clams Casino. <laughs> Arby's, 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 Arby's. At least those are things that happen after 95. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the Clams Casino. <laughs> no one's unironically had either of those things since 95. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Blaine's one of my favorite people in the world, and the only person who will drop a Cagney and Lacey reference in a writer's meeting in the yeah. morning. <laughs> and expect everyone to get <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. He yeah. doesn't do no, it knowing. He, he drops them all, and then he has to pick them up. Oh, so we, shouldn't get, so we shouldn't do a House of Cards crossover and do Cagney and Spacey. No, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> no one's going to get that. Yeah, every, like, a lot of his jokes are like a prop comedian after a long set. He just has to go and <laughs> sadly collect all his stuff off the stage. <laughs> so much. I adore him so much. Yeah, he's the best. What often. have you been doing? Uh, I, I this uh, past weekend I went to the FYF Fest. Oh yeah, that was hey, a lot of fun. I Comedy heard, stage. I heard a lot about that. Uh, kids not being happy with them. I think I guess the music side of it. The music like, side was great. Uh, yeah, but there was yeah. no comedy this year because it was in a new location. And uh, Sean Carlson, uh, who you know has been doing it the past eleven years, uh, he um, he realized there was no space for the comedy stage where it wouldn't get inundated with a bunch of noise from the other so it was sort of a mercy killing to like not have the comics have to compete with the music yeah exactly because he was really embarrassed because like you know the last couple years we had it at the um at the uh you know historic park in la like it's uh you know we finally got to a space where when the comics were on there was a band nearby but you couldn't really it wasn't overbearing right and it was like we're real stoked and then new new place which was the expo park uh couldn't do it nice but it was it was neat because i you know i still got a pass and i still got to go and watch i went into a uh 
I went to a, a mosh pit on Sunday, which was my my arm's fine. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, I don't think you're allowed to after thirty. That's what I'm finding now. <laughs> I uh, it was like a band that I saw like when I was like, seventeen, and you know, like there was a reunion show, so I was very very excited to go as the Blood Brothers. And I went and I danced a bunch, and and it was a mistake. It was a mistake because I'm still sore. Like, my neck is sore. My you, body is you're, sore. You're over two limits. You're over the age limit and the height limit. The height limit, yeah. That's another thing. When you're a tall guy at a show, uh, you're, you're, people use you to try and get on top of the crowd to crowd surf. Oh, sure. And also, it's uh, well, you know, everyone else's arms that like, are bracing themselves to try and not fall down or get hit, um, they're like right under the rib cage for me. Sure. So and then if someone like throws a skate kid, it's, you you catch it because you're peaked. Above yeah, the crowd, yeah, exactly. Your head, you just so th- catch it. That was that was a bit brutal, but like overall, it was a you know great show. Um, I did realize though. I think I started when I was in when I was in the pit. I was uh, realizing that I think um, you know the people who started moshing and slam dancing like that. There are a generation of kids that didn't have to go to war, and I think uh, I think that might have something to do <laughs> Wait, with it. What? Yeah, if you think about it, like moshing came about like for like a, it was like after Vietnam. And so there was those no violence in their lives as much as like the indignities of war, I guess, you know. And so like there was this, you know, violent way of dancing all of a sudden. And if you look at it, it's like it starts in the late 70s. None, none of those kids had to deal with war I as an adult. I don't know if there's a correlation there, but I oh, something I to think about. Your theory. I yeah. respect your theory. What, what don't you like about it? It just seems like a very broad generalization about there being no war of that generation. So they decided to march. <laughs> Well, it's not like they're, it's not one begets the other, but it's a, a well, whole systematic thing. socio thing that could easily, uh, you know, influence a bunch of events that lead well, to that. Well, if you're a researcher right now uh, and you want to waste You've done grant, nothing but negate it. You've provided no information. That I would like someone to look into it for us. I'm not going to do the research. I'm sorry. I'll stop having ideas. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jonah. <laughs> sorry right. that my observation while it was... dancing to the Blood Brothers <laughs> is in airtight. Your... Welcome to Guessonomics, <laughs> yeah, just... where we just guess <laughs> if things were connected. <laughs> Isn't that how great ideas start, Chris? Well, you know, um, when you really think about it... Um, the advent of large stage amps came after they stopped importing baby elephants into the zoos in the United States. Hang from on, India. I think you're onto something. Here. Right, right. This is because we were not getting, you know, we were not getting sizable creatures, and so they were like, "I want to fill my elephant hole with uh, large amplifiers." Uh, that's a really stage. cool observation, Chris. You see, that's what you do when your friend said something kind of interesting. <laughs> kind of interesting. Even you say it's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking five five hundred. Plus hours of conversation with the two of you. you got, I gotta say something. There's a bunch of shit and fucking time to fill up. It's just the worst, isn't it? Hey guys, we're, is this where it happens? We're, is this where it happens? We're, we're podcast moshing. <laughs> Uh, we've run out of shit to say, so now you're making up theories about fucking war. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe you think about it. You think of don't touch me. <laughs> You're making, making up theories. That's what a fucking thinking, theory is. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I think it's terrible. God damn it! <laughs> fucking, you were nodding your head yes when I, I talked. Well, you yeah. it's fucking Kyle. He's the worst person I agree with anything. Whoa, that's a really mean thing to yeah, say about our he friend Kyle. Deserved it. No, he doesn't. The way he's cackling over there. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> hate joy. Oh, God. Yeah, I, come love on. It. Just, I I am like the, I am, I am the human being form of the pink slime. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. Make me move my feet. <laughs> Your love is lifting. Oh, I love Jackie Wilson. He's dancing. Than I've ever. Oh. So, here, here, how about this? <laughs> Isn't it a coincidence? No, I don't think it's even a coincidence. <laughs> well, here's okay. This is a great Matt Myra story, and you know what's really interesting is, oh god, even though there's been a lack of hostful podcasts, I feel like we've actually become closer as friends, That's like true. hanging out as friends. Oh, yeah, because we've spent a lot of time hanging out and not talking into microphones, which has been which has been wonderful. Like it's been so great to 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 get better friend to get to be better friends. Uh, but this was really funny. So we were hanging out in New York on, I don't know, Tuesday or Thursday. And I go, uh, well, you know, I'm going to the Emmys on Monday and, um, 
I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to take. I was uh, I was going to ask this one. I was I asked this one lady, but she's working on a she was working on a movie and couldn't go. And so uh, so uh, Matt goes, "Hey man, hey, I I could go with you. I could get a t- I could get a tux by then. No problem. We're going shopping. I'll, I'll fucking I'll get a tux." And I was like, "Okay." So I go, "Let me let me just make sure that you know that I'm not that I, I'm unaccompanied." And so uh, I call Matt the next day. This was a fucking classic Myra story. I call Matt the next day. And I go, hey, buddy, I, let's go. Let's go to the Emmys. Go get your suit. And he goes, nah, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> and I go, what? And he goes, well, I go, well, he goes, well, what am I going to do? And I go, what am I going to do? You're going to support your friend who's terrified and who's going to the Emmys. He was like, ah, it just feels like a lot of work. And I go, Jeez. you offered. Christ. You offered. Christ. And now it's your friend asking you to go. And, and you're so still just saying I no. Just said, let me, let me. I, just, I just said, you know what? Never mind. And I took, Ale- I took Alex. Let me, and I think instead. Alex, I think it was great. It actually yeah. was good to I take Alex because. Yeah, that was your idea, too, for him to take Alex, right? <laughs> I believe I did say, why don't you take Alex? <laughs> I believe I'm going to raise my hand and say, Chris, please back me up. I did say that. Did I not say that? You you did say that. Okay. All right, cool. All right. But it actually yeah. was nice to take Alex because, you know, we were working excuse me, we were working together for 11 years and so it just sort of felt like, hey, the we you know, yeah. this is a little you know, this is a nice little milestone that we get to share this together and it was but so much fun. I would yeah. love to defend myself. Here please, please, please. I wasn't bef- when I said that to you, I had not yet gotten the email from Darren that was telling us all what all what time we had to be in on Monday and all the things that we had to write on Monday. Right. So I had to go work. Yeah, I understand. On the show that got you to the Emmys. That's a <laughs> valid point. <laughs> Fallon point? It's Fallon, a Fallon, it's a Fallon, it's a Fallon point. point. Yeah. Well, you I know, keep saying his name because he beat us. It's super a Fallon point. sloppy yeah, yeah. celebrity <laughs> double dare with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> oh, let's look at this giant form of this game you played as a kid. That's fun. <laughs> Well, it I, was fun. You watched every episode and you know it. Of Fallon? No, Super Sloppy Double Dare. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's show's on too late. I, I know. I'm never up that late anymore. I and <laughs> Says the guy hosting a show called At Midnight. But we tape it earlier. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Oh. No. oh that ruins everything. You've done the show the multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say, I think what I said to, when, I did the, when I did the Tonight Show, I said to Jimmy, I go, you know, our show is just refillable content. Like, the structure is the same. I don't know how the fuck you do a variety show every night where you have to run around and learn sketches and dance and sing and play games. And, yeah, like, but then you fill it up with some, uh, you know, interviews with some asshole actor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. hey, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. He does good. So uh, what's your thing now? Oh, yep. here's a clip. Yep. Good. That's three minutes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> You should host a show, Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> to, make, to make a good host, you have to be afraid of an awkward moment. Uh, my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you... No, I said good host. <laughs> no, I was just trying to make an awkward moment. Yeah, I know. I, uh, one of the fun things about having Eddie in New York was basically showing him the New York walking trap, which is we were staying at like 54th and near Broadway because it was close to where I was taping where i had to do the doctor who thing and uh i go hey let's go to two boots pizza it's just below 14th it'll be a nice walk so we walk all the way down i think it's like 7th avenue we walk all the way down just past 14th now, now we've walked you know like 45 blocks 50 blocks no yeah like yeah. 40, 40, 45 blocks and then uh and i go hey soho's right you know not far let's walk down so we walk down to soho that's 14 more blocks <laughs> and then he goes which i wasn't paying attention to and then uh and then we get there and he was like oh, i really want to see the world trade center i'm like okay so we walked down there so we walked and then Battery walked back Park? to soho we ended up i i looked at the map we ended up walking like six and a half miles yeah the whole the whole day. Oh, I, it's I was, like a weekly limit on my withings thing. When <laughs> I was there, I put uh, I did the city bike thing, which is something Joan has been a proponent of for a long time. Remember in Montreal, you wanted to get them, and I was like, I don't want to ride a bike. Yeah, I remember that very well. Yeah. Hey, friend, you want to go on a bike ride together? I don't know. We probably started like this. Matt said, Hey, Jonah, let's go on a bike ride. And you called him. <laughs> and then and then you want to go on a bike ride? Hey, oh, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah, Jonah, you should uh, take Alex on that bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, I, I started getting the city bikes in New York, and it was great because you get like thirty minutes, and there's docks everywhere, and you can keep dumping the bike and taking another bike. Oh, you only get it for thirty minutes at a well, time. You can get it for thirty minutes, and they'll start to charge you extra. But you know, there's no reason not to dock it and then grab another bike because you get unlimited bike rides. And I rode to Brooklyn, and then got lost wandering around Brooklyn looking for one of these bike rack things. How how much does it cost? Ten bucks a day. No, that's great, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's I got great. Dory into it too. She loves it. The best. I didn't. I took one cab. 
The entire I, time I was there. I noticed those ba- those bikes, and I was like, that's that's genius branding for Citibank. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. The, the state of New York, New York pays for them. And then... And it's called Citibank City Bikes. Just, uh, and their fucking logo is on the brilliant. front of every bike. It's kind of yeah. brilliant. I would like to join Citibank after Bank of America's being a dick. What, what did Bank they do? Bank of America lost a giant check. Like, I put it in the ATM because they always... But did say, you win a golf tournament? Why was yeah, it so big? Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> It was a big. It was a big check. It was yeah. a tennis. It was tennis. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know, I always go in there, and they're always like, "Oh, you can. You're just doing a deposit. You can go up to the uh, ATM and do it." And I'm, I usually go, eh, "I'll just do it in person and just fill up the slip." And then uh, the other day, a couple of days ago, I put it in the ATM. Just you know, they have a fun check deposit thing. It reads the check, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And I leave, and I go online and go, "Okay, this is pending. It'll clear." And then, great. And then uh, the next day. It disappeared. <laughs> the check disappeared. Erased from existence. Exactly. So I called them up and they're like, you know, I've never seen that happen before. So uh, go fuck yourself? Kind of. Did you so get a, did you, you, never, you never found it? Yeah, I have ATM? a receipt. I, sent, I had to fax them the receipt. Mm-hmm. Still waiting on that. Wow. Still well, waiting on them. You know <laughs> if you have to fax it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is, I can't email it to so you. So I'm going to go uh, run this over on a oh, mimeograph no. and then yeah. I'll have a messenger bring it over. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to actually take some notes on this. I'm going to go down my typing pool and uh, get that done. Yes. <laughs> Where is that? I need to put the address in my Newton. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped a couple of years. I did, yeah. <laughs> it's still a little technology. Uh, when's that phone coming out? The new one? Uh, I, th- I think it'll, well, the, the, the announcement's in a couple of weeks. Like two and a half, two weeks, two and a half kind weeks, and then I think I, I what I heard was that the phone could follow two weeks after that. I found uh, I found a picture on my computer of my of I took a picture of the last repair note I made at Apple, which you know you put in what part you used all that stuff, and it was uh, I wrote this is the last repair I ever did at Apple, and then I wrote boobs are awesome <laughs> <laughs> on the repair note. <laughs> yeah, <What? laughs> and I saved it into the system, so that's somewhere. If that's you work at Apple, go ahead and look it up. Did, uh, oh, I meant to bring you the. Uh, for some reason, I have a Fraser mouse pad. Yeah, you do. In my house, and I meant to bring that for nice. you. Oh, today. did you go and get that book? No, Maybe I, should go, I should go. And, is right a Fraser the, book? Yeah, yeah I was a, at the last bookstore downtown, and uh, there was a Fraser book. That's more exciting than when Mile, not not Mile, Niles, Niles. And, That's uh, more exciting than when Niles. Yeah. And Daphne got together in season five. No, Chris. No. What? Seven. Don't be such a Kelsey Grammar Nazi. <laughs> yeah. He's killing it on Twitter with that Grammar Nazi thing. You watched his new show? Uh, I watched about ten minutes of it. And my parents were in town. Uh, they visited they for the first time in seven. Turn years. the TV off. Go to bed. Uh, How was that? You know, it was nice. It was really good to see them. Uh, they're huge fans of the Big Bang Theory. I discovered mm-hmm. they like to reference that. You know, as, as uh, so is most of America. As there, I found that, I, I, and I talked to the writers' room uh, at, at midnight, and we've discovered that almost all of our parents—that's their favorite show. Really? Isn't that weird? That is interesting. That is so bizarre. Uh, but yeah, is there any correlation between the fact that they had to deal with wartime? Gasonomics. War. Yeah. Hang on, hang yeah. on, I'm back on this. Yeah. <laughs> Guessonomics. My dad is a veteran. Hang on. Have you guys been watching any of the Simpsons marathon? Yes. No, yeah. You know what's interesting about the Every Simpsons Ever is that there are episodes that were not in heavy syndication mm-hmm. that you just... Comp- it's, like, it's like when you discover a Python episode that got buried and you're like, yeah. what is... Th- oh my God. They just... And some of them, you Did know... Did you see the ratings? No. They, 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 someone released the numbers of Fox, FX, and FXX. And yep. FXX... Crushed yeah. Fox and FX with the ratings. Three hundred percent more. <laughs> so like when does that app come out? Oh, the I fall. Don't know. It almost FX is now. the fall. Yeah. It'll be it'll be fall after next That's week. What saying this fall FX now. Uh, I got all the like. I went through when it first started. I just went through and recorded the, a bunch. <clears throat> the guide and recorded all the ones I want, and it kind of tapered off. Uh, yesterday, and then, then like I don't recognize any of the episodes because they're new. So I have like a hundred and sixty something uh, episodes on my DVR. Oh, and wow. they got rid of all that back catalog of Ray Donovan. Oh, oh you're, no, you're, you're doing a okay? Ray Donna fan. I'm a, I'm a Donna fan. That's, That's not what a true Donna fan would do. Yeah, well, you know, I uh, I, I, I taped it with a VCR just so I could really feel it. Understood. You know? <laughs> Did you see him and Kerry Washington presenting? I thought of you, Ray Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Kerry Washington in person? She's gorgeous. Well, uh, you just oh, what are you checking the time for? As a matter of fact, uh, maybe oh, I selfie. did run into Kerry Washington what? at the Get her Emmys. on the podcast. Is that her in a caricature drawing of you? 
<laughs> that's like that's... Jonah. The camera was very close to my <laughs> I face. I know. Oh God, I look terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh God, I was only focusing on Kerry Washington before. Now I just look to the right a little bit. Uh, what happened? Uh, oh no! He's gonna take it real seriously, and then the laugh factor is gonna say, "Make God laugh, Chris Hardwick." <laughs> Here, I'll just do this. I'll just crop out most of my face. Oh, she looks even lovelier. Yeah. You are literally eclipsing the light on her face. All right. Well, I was I was next to her on the red carpet, and she was really nice and sweet and funny, and we were joking around, and then I just took a Did you at any point in the entire uh, afternoon of Emmys, did you uh, bring up the podcast to anybody? That would have been weird, I think. Yeah, I think it would have been weird. Yeah. I didn't, you know, just because I wasn't trying to be, I didn't yeah. want to be an intrusive presence, sure. and, you know, but... This being back in the green room is like, oh, there's uh, Winnie Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey and Julie Roberts just walked in and, and there's I ended up talking to Gwen Stefani for like ten minutes. Oh, how that She was nice. Everyone was nice. Yes. And then, oh my God, the Robin Williams tribute. Oh, it was so sad. Yeah. I mean, it was, and I saw and I I the when I was leaving, I went back backstage at the end of the show and Billy Crystal was there and um I didn't I I I just. I just said thank you for doing that, and he said, "Of course." And be like, he was. I, I can't. He kept together. It was. It was. It was good. And that's it was, just like a nice story to tell, you know. It was a nice story to tell, yeah. but it was. Uh, and I and I'm glad that they. I'm so glad that they took the time. Like I, I was impressed that they really let they let it breathe. You know, they yeah. didn't just try to blast through it. You know, they didn't just tack him on to the, you know, to the, you know, to the end of the in memoriam. They gave him like that segment was really, really lovely. They didn't yeah. just ramus him. What? They did not. Really, remember they just like Harold was just buried in the middle. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but other than you know, it, it was it was a good overall. It was a good. It was a really good experience. And I guess I just. Uh, you know, the only thing that bummed me out about it was that I couldn't call my dad and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna," you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that bummed me out. But you but could call your brother. I could call my brother, who you know, it's so interesting to, it's so interesting seeing because Eddie and I didn't grow up together, but seeing how similar we process information and seeing violently a, with a lot of passion and negativity, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> how who's a better bowler. <laughs> Um, I think, well, I don't know, actually, I think in an average game, I might be able to take him, but he did bowl a perfect game last year and I've never done that Whoa. or like a couple years ago. Whoa. My dad worked with him a little bit and he, uh, he bowled the, he shot 300 in me. So I'm, I'm in awe of that cause I've never, I've never done that. I would always get nervous right around the 10th frame. I think you can do it, I but think I, we should just uh, finish that bowling alley in your house. You know, then... I interestingly had. You know when when Rob when 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 Robin Williams died and then I got that I got that text from you where you're like I can't stop crying you know yeah. like it was so it's so that particular death so heavily affected everyone because I think he's just a guy that you go well no he's always going to he's a he, you know he's a yeah, positive was, force of nature I, I had just gotten to Kumail's and we were just about to record the X Files podcast when uh, we found out. I found out when I was leaving the Tonight Show, we got got in the car and drove, and and uh, 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 Hayslip was in New York, and so mm-hmm. she came to the show, and Eddie was there, and she she was kind of rifling Twitter, and she was like, "I think Robin Williams just died." And we're like, "What?" And uh, you know, you don't you want to be careful not to immediately jump onto Twitter because of death hoax. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, okay, C- CNN, CBS, oh fuck, and uh, I weirdly had an orgasm. That is not, weird. No, the opposite of that. <laughs> I had a um thanks Pete. I had the I had the for some reason I had the same and I think this is just a testament to how integral to comedy and to just our pop culture lives he was that um I had a very similar dream to him to his death that I did after my dad died which was um you're with them and you know that they're about to go away and you're basically just telling them how much you love them and how great they are and that it's going to be okay and and uh, it was a really strange so I was a, the thing that really um that was been really unsettled with about all of it is the fact that someone could be that much of a could could completely change the course of comedy and to be that 
important to people and to be that important to like happiness in the world and not be able to connect to any of it. So in the dream, I was telling him like, it's bums me out that you're not, that you can't connect to how that you can't absorb any of that happiness that you gave to everyone else. And then basically he's like, kind of like walked through. It was like, I was leading him to this door. It was really, I had a very, you know, I did, what, the, the words weren't the same with my dad, but it was a very similar kind of. Uh, you know, you're saying a lot of things yeah. to them that you didn't that you didn't get to say. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. But you, uh, but and, and I honestly, the, I feel like the tribute was so lovely and but sad that I almost felt like the only person who could follow that tribute and be funny is Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> he's the only point. one to be able to do it. But yeah. um, other than that, it was a it was a really. It was really fun. It th- this it's all still new to me, so I I just uh, appreciate the it, like. It was so. Some people I see there were just like, kind of like jaded, like ah, it's fucking Emmys. I'm like it, this is fun. What are you talking yeah. about? Like why You'll get there? Okay, <laughs> I remember. Uh, I think it was uh, the the Oscars. I think where uh, Kevin Spacey. They're like, it's like, do you like this? Do you like? Or are you kind of tired of it? He's like, no, this is great. He's like, a lot of people forget that you know the process of making you know TV movies is like. It's hard work, and sometimes you're, you know, in comfort- uncomfortable situations, or you know, in places way out in the middle of nowhere, and you're always just kind of, you know, you're just with a bunch of crew people. But he's like, this is like, you know, we this is one of the chances we get to dress up and hang out with our friends. And it's like a, you know, kind of a class reunion. It's very similar to like when we go to Montreal, yeah, and you yeah. see everyone Everybody. that you know well or know tangentially, and but then you get to hang out and, and intermingle. Yeah, it yeah, was definitely. really, it was really fun. It was really, really Would you really recommend fun. it to our audience? Going to the Emmys? Yeah. Yeah, I would recommend presenting at the Emmys. Okay. I mean, I just want to know where we're at on this. Yeah. But uh, when you have, like, really big checks, don't take it to Bank yeah, of America. Yeah, don't. Because they when you have, like, the a slot. ton they don't of money. They fit in the slot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they ever find the check or no? No. So you just have to get it reissued? I have to just, I don't know. I'm waiting for their investigation to close. <laughs> oh, my God. Where I'm just like, just open the ATM. It's in there. Oh, that sucks. It's crazy. Are they being helpful or not helpful? They're being... Uh, but you have to understand from their vaguely. side, like anyone could just go... I get it. Uh, I lost a check. It was for a million, eleven million dollars. Dude, how did you know how much my check was for? Well, I don't Eleven million dollars. Eleven million dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't know. But I, Bank of America just seems like a pain in the ass anyway. Right. Seems? Be- I mean, seems. you've been with them. Are they? <laughs> I'm not yeah, with them, so of, I don't know. Yeah. Where, where, where do you bank? Chase. I was with uh, Washington Mutual, and then it Wamu. turned into Ch- Chase. Hardwick? What? Bank. Yes. Swiss. 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 <laughs> Understood. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you growing a Chris, curly mustache? Sweating. What's happening you're here? Sweating coins, Chris. <laughs> no, <laughs> just all the money goes into the orphanage I built in that island, uh, just off the uh, coast of Guam. Mm-hmm. Guamian coast. Um, but uh, also, if you're listening to this and you'd like to hear more of things like this, but without Chris, please purchase. My Ray and the Highway on iTunes. It's only two dollars. Seamless. Seamless. Thank you. And also, order some food through Seamless while you're listening. Do you have any idea how many people have downloaded nope. it yet? Katie you won't tell you us. You won't know. Uh, the numbers aren't up yet. It takes like a month or so. It's been about a month. <laughs> it's weird, right? Maybe she's just being nice. <laughs> email. Listen, if it's over one person, dear iTunes. Job. Info at iTunes.com. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Katie. Hey, guys. <laughs> you are never going to believe this summer. <laughs> Have a bitch in autumn. <laughs> trying to start that. <laughs> trying to start that now. See you in math. Um, Oddball Comedy Tour has been really fun. That's cool. Um, Meltdown has been fantastic on the Comedy Central. Oh, so good, Joe. You're on you tonight's episode. Great show. I, yeah, because Weird Al's on, right? I'm yeah, just yeah. in the background. Your, your Meltdown show has turned out so great. Thank you. You guys did such a good job. I hope Thank they you. let you do many, many, many more of those. Yeah, me too. I, uh, You know, it's actually kind of, it's uh, funny. I was, uh, you know, like a month ago, I made like a, a wish list of like other things I wanted to do in the uh, show. And one of them was like uh, having Bobcat uh, perform mm-hmm. and then having Robin come out and interrupt him. Oh. Yeah. It's like, it's like, a, uh, so... It was, uh, but like, yeah. There's like all kinds of like fun ideas. Is I there have. a season two yet, or do you know? We don't know yet. Uh, but the you know, the numbers in the specific quadrants they seem to like the, the numbers demo. Behind it. The demo, 
Uh, they seem to be enjoying uh, what's happening with the show. But I'm proud. I'm really proud of it. It's uh, it's compl- It's uh, exactly how we wanted it to be, which is uh, a rare thing, I think, with uh, doing anything within television. It's rare that it's like exactly how like we set out to have it be. Well, it's also was awesome to see you guys on the Sunset Billboard. Yeah, that's right about pinked up. Oh shit! I think today. No, no, on Monday the uh, the subway ads in uh, New York uh, start. Uh, for the show, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm like I'm telling all my friends and anyone listening, please take pictures of uh, dicks drawn on our faces and all the graffiti that happens. Or on you ads. know, draw dicks on their faces. Yeah. I think that was one of the most brilliant things that Nathan for you did, where it's like he just like like with the the ads were him doing specific things like to put to Photoshop dicks or draw dicks in for people to like sharpie dicks into it. Yeah, yeah. So. Very, very excited about that. But it's, yeah, it's nice. I like the show. Camille was so funny. At one of the after parties the other night, he just kept coming up and going, oh, what was it he said specifically? It, because he got really wild-eyed about it. He was just like, absorb this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel it? Do you feel this moment? Oh, no. Absorb this moment. Jesus. It was so funny. Oh, it man. It was so adorable. That's adorable. Yeah. Wow. It was great. Yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing was... Something was super fun. Now, uh, now back to work. Biz, biz as usual. Biz yeah. as usual. We got Monday off. Now we got to go back on. We're doing more oddball dates this weekend. Oddball dates. I'm gonna tell you the most. I mean, just being at that show is amazing. Like watching a tell and then watching Bill Burr go back to back and then Louie. Yeah. It just makes you realize, like, oh, oh, that's what. Um, right, that's what comics are supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, right. Yeah. Of course. Oh, I was just supposed to nail it. Yeah. yeah. But you know, watching Attell, who like has quicker jokes, and then watching Burr, who just tells these really amazing stories, um, it's oh, it's so fu- it's so inspiring. Yeah. It's so inspiring. It's like comedy camp. It's yeah. just like it's just like it's just like watching like watching counselors at a comedy camp. You went, you get to go on that private jet that all those guys go on. I went on it once. Oh, okay, yeah. you know, it's just like, like Reggie Watts always post picture. It's like it's like Reggie. Uh, Louis Aziz. I'd never Animal. been on one. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun because it was Louis. Okay, it was, okay, okay. So uh, <laughs> I I had to get to New York the next day because uh, I was doing the Tonight Show and I couldn't the, like the flight that was getting me in. It was really close to when what my my call time was. Mm. It was only like a couple hours, and so I got I just you know you get nervous. You're like, oh, if the flight's late, if there's a delay or something, yeah. then I'm gonna miss the. And I'd never done the Tonight Show before, and so Louis had this plane, this jet. Just going back to New York, and I was like, "Is there anybody hit to ride in New York?" Because he just leaves right after the shows. He was yeah. like, "Yeah, man." So, you know, we get off the stage, and he's fucking police escort, boom, you know, Jeez. to just get past all the the amphitheater traffic. Yeah. These venues are like you know eight ten thousand people, and we just fucking zoom by, and then we just go to this little private airport and get on a fucking plane and they close the door and there's and then we're an hour and 25 minutes later we're in new york it was like a citation 10 this super fat like the fastest commercial that's not military the fastest jeez and uh so it was just me and jeff ross and louis and it was fucking amazing <laughs> oh my i feel God. like i belonged in there an hour <laughs> and, uh, and i wasn't taste. tired i'm like oh, oh all the shit that tires you out about travel it's all going through security and having to lug your shit around yeah it's, it's like that episode of the, it's, it's like the simpsons episode where he gets addicted to the private he won't come out of the private jet yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh i totally get it but uh, this is outside i can't afford this and yeah. this is a, tr- a tremendous is it his or he just money. like charters it no he just chartered it okay. he doesn't own it but but it actually was very useful in that moment because it got me into and then that was a sort I of feel like, like a private jet's always useful. Well, <laughs> doesn't have to be just that moment. That was Chris. sort of a I, I got I, I when I the next day I was I got sad about something and you know and I was sort of I was a little depressed about something and I was like oh wait I just performed in an amphitheater and took a private jet to New York to do the Tonight Show things are fine things are fine things are way more than fine yeah yeah I'm, I have to stop being a fucking you're, dickhead you're doing okay you got furniture coming everything's happening my house is about to have furniture there's places to sit now not a lot but there's enough we were supposed to do a camp out before the furniture show oh I'm sorry we can still do that there's well there's 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 many, 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 many floors. No, no, hey, there's no, four no, floors no, of there's not. Yeah, this is guy. Private jets, Emmys, you with your hu- humongous checks. I just went to a <laughs> punk show over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, where you're still sore and you can't do it anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you're having shower thoughts in a mosh pit. In a dad's yeah. dash. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> hey, kids, move over. Dad's coming in. To, what is watch, this? A, watch this windmill, kids. <laughs> hey, kids, let's go get into the Tosh pit. Do you think anybody, anybody knew, like anybody saw you and thought, oh, my God, that guy's such a narc? No, I didn't have the mustache. Oh, you didn't thing. have the no, mustache. No, hey, no, kids, no. do you have any grass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, it's like a, it's a big indie rock uh, music festival. There was a lot of mustache. I sure could yeah. use some barbiturates. Oh. <laughs> Does anyone have? There a... was apparently a thing that there was a, there was a rumor that security guards were going through and going, "Hey, anyone got weed?" And we'll go, "Yeah," and then they would confiscate it. Oh, that yeah. sucks. That's rude. Yeah, I heard that. Like a bunch of people were complaining about that. <laughs> that's so crazy. That's so shitty. They don't need to. There's no reason for them to go into the middle of a crowd and do that. Yeah, why would they do that? Why weed? I don't know. I don't know. Why would they fucking bother people about weed at it's fuck the It's a gateway ass? drug, Chris. You ever see that commercial where that person deflates on the couch? Yep. That's why. <laughs> Just the most dismissive. Yep. You've never seen that commercial. No. <laughs> oh, you, have, you, haven't, you haven't seen that commercial? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. I've seen it all. It's just, just trying to. I was it's just this girl trying to be supportive of Mulan. If you said no, he would have explained it. And yeah, no, just I just. Bored. Yeah, I just wanted to say my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about my stuff. That's uh, fair. I'm kidding. That's great. Uh, Doctor Who series eight premiere was great. Didn't watch it yet. So good. Capaldi's great. Yeah. Fucking great. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be a good doctor. All right. I'll yeah. watch it. I still have to catch up on the last half of... Oh, you got to catch up on the last half of the season? Last season. Do you watch that? Yeah. You know, Matt, Matt's regeneration is not as sad as Tenant's. It's almost... Because it doesn't seem to come as suddenly uh, to him. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's very nice. It's very pleasant. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, You're surrounded by family and friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. On Trenzalore. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, watch it then. Yeah, well. Well, I think we just got to the end. Wow. Do you, do you want to have another war fact, or do you want to... It wasn't a fact about war. It was a theory. It was a theory. It was just a thing I thought It was of. a hypothesis. You know, podcasts sprung up because the children of the first Iraq war mm-hmm. um, were, mm-hmm. wanted to, Listen to put things in their ears to... <laughs> your mustache is making me giggle. <laughs> You're just nodding your head. <laughs> yeah. Far be it for anyone to have an idea. So sorry to have a whimsical thought about something. Whimsical. No, you're right. You know, they should go back in and edit you into the Think Different campaign. They should. <laughs> they fucking should. Gandhi. Um, you're just a crazy Marie person Curie. in front of a brick wall with a denim shirt on. We're going to be bummed when we find out that there was a direct correlation between Mosh You know what? I'm it was just like a, it was just a thought. It was just, you know. Such a weird thought to me. I don't know. Really? It was very strange. Actually, I like your thought. That's... You know, I don't have a problem. Here's the with idea: it. I just think is that it's so like it's strange. like people it, it, like are very aggressive, right? Sure. And there's no kind of like war. There's no country to hate. There's no like you know, and so it starts to come out in different ways. The idea that we have sports and not like a fucking like you know people fighting lions in a you know in a coliseum. You're try- Are you trying to negate the thing that's already straight up? What are you say? What do you got, Kyle? Get a microphone on this guy. No, no, oh, no I'm no, sorry, no, we're out of time. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Traditionally, in art history, post-war periods are when some of the most violent and uh, uh, you know art movements come through. Like post-World War One Germany, the Dada movement started. It was then crushed by fascism when a second war comes. Yeah, but Dada is, wasn't Katie violent. Edited. No, it was violent. It was it was violent art. There were full-on art riots that were happening at the salons when Duchamp was putting out some of his early work. This is oh, what happens oh, when we let you talk? Hang on, hang on. Yeah, all this guy does hang is on, amazing. He's on, so on, enlightened. Hang on. We just giggles over there like no. a walk-around Muppet. No, but that's not, and, that's not the art movement. That's yeah. what's happening outside of the that's art bullshit. movement. That's, that's French salons can be totally directly related to like New York punk movements. It's young people reflecting against Kyle, the dead Kyle. movement Kyle. afterwards. But I love your <laughs> But like no, that's a perfect representation. Violent art is almost always done no, after no, war because no, there's no. a nihilism of seeing death and a generation being torn where, apart. Where, by where it. was it in, in post World War II? Yeah, there absolutely was. The, where? the science fiction films that were showing nuclear annihilation being a constant danger. <laughs> Jonah's so smug right now. <laughs> <laughs> like science fiction as a whole, like its rise no, is fully was, built around the idea that the that... atomic bomb was the thing that ended World War One, creating a bleak outlook for a future even in the face of victory. Enjoy your burrito. Yeah! Uh. Slam! Go, Kyle! 
I still think that uh, so glad I Jonas, cloned myself when I was four. Jonas' theory was <laughs> yeah, asinine. Have fun. You go and read. And I don't understand how an upside down urinal is violent. I'll uh, see you guys later. <laughs> There's going to be a really great art movement after this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I missed you fucking guys. Yeah, I know. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Spoiler alert, it's neither. At Happy Egg, we believe happiness of the hens is what actually came first. Because without happy hens, there would be no such thing as happy eggs. You know, eggs with delicious orange yolks. Those come from hens who are raised the happy way on eight plus acres of family owned farms. Choose happy at happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg.